Hey everyone and welcome back to another video. Today we're covering more from the Bounty Hunter Codebook and today's video is going to be about the Creed and the Codes. There are six different tenets regarding the Code and all Bounty Hunters must know and abide by these Codes. So we're going to get into the first six and then we're going to talk about it and discuss what happens if you actually don't follow these codes. So let's get to it. All Bounty Hunters know the Creed and the real ones actually follow it. But the Bounty Hunters Guild wrote it. Fail to follow any point of the Creed and he won't be one of us for long. The Creed's six tenets are what separate Bounty Hunters from bodyguards, mercenaries, and thugs. It draws authority not from outside institutions of law, but from us, its backers. The first tenet, people don't have bounties. Only acquisitions have bounties. Think on this. When a person gets a price on his head, he's no longer a person. He's an acquisition. He's hard merchandise. That's what moral crusaders don't understand about hunters. We're not the villains and we didn't post the bounty. The target did the bad stuff. You're not the target's judge, or his conscience, or his mother. You're an agent of justice who will drag him in for what he did. The second tenet, capture by design, kill by necessity. Wanted postings often say dead or alive, and sometimes they just say dead. So you can kill when the job gives you that flexibility. But if you kill outside those parameters, you're just an assassin. Now, sometimes captures turn into kills, shootouts end badly, or acquisitions choose suicide over a hut prison. Those are bad outcomes, and there's something you should always avoid. They make you look bad, and that makes us look bad. The third tenet, no hunter shall slay another hunter. If the creed lowers bounty targets to the level of merchandise, it elevates bounty hunters to the status of professionals. You try not to kill an acquisition unless it's part of the job. You must not kill a hunter, no matter what. Hunting is a competitive business, so this needs to be spelled out again and again using short words. Listen up. There might be dozens of independent hunters working the same job you are. Silencing one of them with a shot to the helmet would make it easier for you to nab the bounty free and clear, but you're not going to do it because even scrub hunters are still hunters. On the other hand, a hunter who's been drummed out of our fellowship by a lodgment verdict is a hunter no more. On them, it's open season. The fourth tenet, no hunter shall interfere with another's hunt. If you thought the third tenet was tough to swallow, this one will really burn your gut. But it's no mystery why it's needed. Bounty hunting is a careful art. It can take months of prep to locate a target's hidey hole. Don't dishonor a fellow hunter by kicking over his cards for Edge's sake. We get enough of that from chuff-sucking hunt saboteurs. The fifth tenet, in the hunt, one captures or kills, never both. None of that killed while they trying to escape stuff, said with a wink and a smirk, which the Empire does so well. If you capture live, you deliver live. Hunters aren't murderers. The sixth and final tenet. No hunter shall refuse aid to another hunter. It's written into the creed that a hunter must help out a rival if asked, and any real hunter will honor that directive. Nobody expects your generosity to go unrewarded. However, if you're asked to help another hunter capture a big bruiser like an Asumian, you can expect to take 10-40% to 40 of the bounty, depending on how much work your new partner put into the setup. That keeps things fair and profitable. Just make sure you agree on the split before the takedown. Now, the little notes here are written by Greedo, Boba, and Bosk. First off, Greedo says Boba Fett doesn't obey this one, and that's regarding the fourth tenet, where no hunter shall interfere with another's hunt. Boba underneath replies, bold words from a dead coward. <laughs> Bosk underneath writes, my tenant, <laughs> get in my way and you're dead. 
<laughs> this honestly, this guys, this book just makes it up like <laughs> the stuff in this book is just so great regarding the little notes that are written by all these different top elite bounty hunters, some Mandalorians and some not. And I think that's one of the funny parts about this whole thing is that uh, you have so much personality in this book written by all the little uh, back and forth jibber jabber that we get. Now the next video is going to cover guild regulations and guild rules. This is going to be something that's going to be pretty in-depth, so I hope you're ready for it. But as for this video, I hope you enjoyed the six different tenets of the creed and the codes, which never, never can be broken by bounty hunters alike. And this is pretty cool because a lot of people think bounty hunters are just, you know, kind of freelance agents. And as we learned in the previous video, they're absolutely not. They have to abide by the guild's codes and regulations, and these are those codes. Now, if you don't follow these codes and the guild finds out about it, well, you're no longer part of the guild and then you become one of those where it said, open season. In regards to no hunter shall slay another hunter, the third tenant. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. I had a blast reading it and learning more with you. So I will see you in the next episode. Until then, remember, the force will be with you always. So here's something cool I want to talk about. In the Bounty Hunter Handbook, we get lots of little tidbits and things like that for bounty hunters should they come across certain dangerous situations, one of which is getting swallowed alive. Now we know with Boba Fett, he may or may not be alive. He's been alluded to as having survived because we've seen, or rather read, his armor has actually been regurgitated with acid and bite marks and all that stuff. This can be found in the Aftermath novels. Now in the Bounty Hunter Code book, we get this very interesting excerpt which I'm going to go over. Now this is something obviously most bounty hunters have read or know about or have been instructed on. So we can assume Boba knows, or even the Mando knows, exactly what to do in this situation should you get eaten. I'm going to read from the top because it's pretty interesting. If it's bigger than you, think Rancor, Acklay, or Crate Dragon. You're already at a size disadvantage, so even the odds. If there's cover around, like a thick tree trunk or a pillar in a hut dungeon, maneuver to the opposite side and keep the beast at a distance where it can't use its claws or teeth. If you have a ranged weapon, go for the eyes or equivalent sensory organs. If that doesn't work, do everything you can to vanish from the monster's senses. Because most animals track by scent, you can mask your odor by emptying a smoke grenade inside your jacket, or rubbing carbine grease on your skin, or Crack open a tin of rations and hurl it as far away from you as possible. Still not helping? Drop to the ground and lie still. Don't run. You're not going to outrace it. If you do get eaten, you've still got one more shot. Take a deep breath before you slide down the thing's throat, and free your knife, or anything else that's sharp. Before the swallowing reflex pins your arms to your side, hold the blade out perpendicular to your body and drag it upwards. If you're lucky, the monster will spit you out. If not, Keep holding your breath until you carve an X in its stomach, big enough to push your head through. If it's about your size, think Gundark, Nexu, Gohai. Just because it's closer to your weight class doesn't mean it'll be any easier to take down. First things first, don't go mistaking a threat display for an actual threat. A low growl, a waving stinger, or an extended frill are just warnings and you might be able to get out of trouble with no fighting at all. Back away slowly, out of whatever perimeter the creature considers its territory. So right here we can see, if you do get eaten, you've still got one more shot. Obviously Boba has tons of things up his sleeve, 
especially his vibroblade. This blade is something that the Mando used against the Mudhorn. Now I've made a video talking solely about the vibroblade and what it does. This is a thumbnail, so I implore you guys to go check that out, especially before season two of Mando starts. Essentially what a vibroblade is, it's just a really fast vibrating blade. Pretty self-explanatory, but there's a lot more to it and the history is pretty cool. Now I'd imagine that when Boba got swallowed, he would have taken this blade out and tried to cut up as much of the sarlacc as he could. If he got pinned down by tentacles, he'd cut those off too. A vibroblade is not exactly like a lightsaber, but it treads along the same line of being able to cut through many things. So, this excerpt was sent to me by Liam from the Bounty Hunter Code book, and I think it's something pretty interesting to cover. It makes you think just how exactly Boba knew how to get out of the Sarlacc. Let me know if you think we're gonna see him in season two for sure, or if you think Tamora Morrison is just reprising his role as Captain Rex. Thanks so much for watching, and let me know if you want me to cover more from the Bounty Hunter Code. See you all in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always.